Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Uh, Peter and I are continuing to stomp through our way. Um, along the Glen here, it's a very, very beautiful part of the world. We're having a great walk and a great chat. And I'm very pleased that I taught Peter something about uh, motor <laughs> racing that he didn't know. I feel like the, the balance of what he could teach me versus what I could teach him is probably very much swinging in a different direction. But it felt good to bring up something new. Um, let's start by, because in the last part you said, well, I think I interpreted probably more than anything, but you perhaps don't feel fear in the same way <laughs> um, as I do, or certainly fearing the same things perhaps as myself and some others do. So what does scare you? Or perhaps, if you, even if you don't experience fear in the same way, mm. what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Yeah. Uh, I think that's quite a difficult question for me to answer, to be honest. Um, I think the fear of not living is probably about as accurate as I could make the answer to that question and what I mean by that is doing something with my life and not not just sat doing nothing Do you I know it's really interesting because if you ask the girls and ask anyone that's close to me and, and I always say my biggest fear in life is having not lived yeah I always say that and it's really interesting because we've lived very very different lives but that's a really I think that's really interesting that we you know that well, I guess we share that same mindset of not, mm. I want to look back on my life, for example, and go, I know, yeah. know I gave it everything. Yeah, there's no regrets, or I wish I'd done that. That that bit, I wish I had, that that would annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> so in, so far, you know, in your, you're 37, right? 36. 36. Not quite you know, 37. Add, I know you added a, a year to you, that's <laughs> not, not fair, is it? <laughs> so in the 36 years that you've had on this earth, do you have any regrets so far? Or are there any things you think, oh, I wish I had have done that, an opportunity, or do you feel, do you know what, I'm pretty pleased. I mean, obviously you've achieved so much, right? I'm saying that in that context. But is there anything, personally as well as, I say professionally, that you look back and go, oh, I regret that, or I wish I'd done that differently, or I wish I had have done that? Um, not particularly, no, not in the moment at least. I feel like I've been pretty lucky in my life so far, but at the same time, I think I've helped make that luck. You know, I've been, in position where I had no ride, I couldn't, you know, I, you know, I wanted to be a motorcycle racer and I got to a point where I had a lot of debt because of racing. Yeah. I had no house, I had no car, I had no vehicle. Everything that I had was borrowed and begged off people. I had no ride, I had no sponsorship mm. and I've managed to be able to turn that round into, you know, I am currently stood here now, or stomping along here now, as a factory BMW rider with FHO yeah. Racing. So, Sick. you know, and that, I'm talking only 10 years ago, I had nothing. At the age of 26, I literally had no ride, no sponsorship, and a, low, a mountain of debt, that's what I had. <laughs> so, because yeah, that's the thing is that with, in motor racing, I think people, if you're not from, or you don't, 
in, like know the sport, etc. You might not realise the amount of costs and how much most racing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people look at it and go, okay, the bikes or the cars are expensive, but a lot you need to find that money, right? Not only just racing, you're trying to find either the sponsorships or the means of funding it because the circuit, as it were, is so expensive, isn't it? To be yeah. a, to be part of the, the, the costs and so on. So it's not just about having the skill. You actually need to make sure you have the financial side sorted. And people don't realise well. that a lot of the people on the grid, even in Formula One or MotoGP, a lot of the people that are in that at the minute, a lot of them are paying their yeah. way. Paid they're seats, actually, as you call it in Formula yeah, One, isn't it? Yeah, the paid seats. It's, it's, it's absolutely mental. Mazepin is a good example of that, of course, or like, you know, people who have bought, you know, in Formula One, like the, the parents like Stroll, his dad yeah, owns the team. that owns the team, Literally, yeah. that's one way of doing it. Can't yeah. have a billionaire dad just to buy the team. And, and um, it's not to say... Not that, to say, obviously, Stroll's a great driver. I was just about to say, so, not yeah. to say that they don't no, have yeah, the skill. Yeah. You can't have both, yeah. But they've managed to be able to put themselves in an opportunity or into a position because of circumstance. You know, I, I unfortunately didn't have that side of it. But what I did have was a load of knowledge from my dad yeah. and a load of experience oh. from my dad that I could then put to good use. And yet even still, I, you know, at the age of 26, I'd raced in British Superbikes for a good few years. Uh, I'd been near the front. I'd, I'd not won a race, but I'd been in like podium positions. I'd led races and stuff. And yet I still couldn't find a ride or a sponsor to help me continue. So even at the, one of the top so even as a t one of the top percents of riders, mm. you're still fighting for yeah. the finances. So, so I guess, how does it work? I mean, obviously now, with what you're doing, the BMW and so on, and you've got your own uh, business and stuff, talk me through like your journey, I guess, in terms of, yeah, all your ventures and, and how you make it all work. Difficult one, there's so much to, to say. We haven't got long enough. <laughs> but I'll try and make a synopsis of of how I've turned it yeah. from that into yeah. where I Obviously am. Obviously, right there's so much, and you work, you work so much towards it each and every day, but yeah, yeah just a I feel think, of that path, I guess. And I think that is probably a big thing. You just say there, work each and every day. Like, as a general rule, I, up until quite recently, I never really went on holiday. You know, I worked every single day that I wasn't riding a bike, I was working, and that included Saturdays and Sundays. You know, I do whatever I could do to be able to do what I want to do, which is race bikes. Um, and even in that time where I had nothing, I was still trying to work out, I was working and trying to work out how I could keep racing. And through sheer grit and determination really is why I'm stood here right now with what I have. You know, I went from not having anything at the end of 13 to, to the beginning of 14. I'm, I changed my ideas, I changed my thought process, I changed the type of racing I was doing, so I actually came to the Isle of Man for the first time in 2014. I did different things to be able to keep doing what I wanted to do. And off the back of that, at the end of 2015 to the beginning of 2016, I actually signed a contract for the Kawasaki, official Kawasaki race team at the time. So I went from in 18 months having nothing to signing a full factory contract, which I'd never had before, just by sheer grit determination and changing what I had been doing because it obviously wasn't working so I needed to alter what I was doing to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. That's really um, honest of you and to share that because I think sometimes people don't always that when you look at someone that's, that's achieved what you have and the position you're in perhaps people aren't always as happy to talk about the times that have been more <laughs> challenging or they've had to go do you know what that was a tough time I had to change or perhaps not that I was getting it wrong but what I was doing wasn't 
wasn't working. working. Very yeah. honest of you to, to say well, that, and I appreciate that. So I think sometimes you need to take a step back yeah. from yourself and look and go, oh, hang on a minute. I've been slogging my ass off for God knows how long, and I've still not got what I wanted. Why? Well, the reason is it must be because I'm doing it wrong. So being relentless isn't enough? I don't think it sense. is being enough. I think you do need to be able to understand what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it, and being able to understand when you need to change something that you're doing, because maybe it isn't doing what you think it should be doing. And did you see sort of that time when you kind of, so yeah, because your first race in TT was 2014, and a few years later you signed with the Kawasaki team. Is it part of it, like putting a different energy out in a different direction that it comes back? Like, do you believe in that thing of like what you put out into the university? Yeah. Get? But obviously that sounds very like spiritual, whatever. I don't know what sounds I mean, a bit what spiritual, 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 <laughs> but like, do you believe? Is that part of it as well? So yeah, it's like yeah, being hardworking and change direction. But is it the energy of it as well? I think your energy that you give out is reciprocated by people. So I think the fact that people had seen me go through all of that and still come out the other side of it with a different attitude or a different mindset yeah. or whatever that may be, then helped people go. Do you know what that person's mm. like? mentally strong mm. which wherever, whichever way you want to look at it and then they decided that that was the right thing for them and in their team and mm. what they wanted from me because it attracts i think also the right mindset the right energy it attracts the opportunities also because you become someone that people want to align with in the direction that you're taking yeah. and people want to surround themselves by those kind of people when you're looking at like successful teams or brands or sponsors and so on they're like this guy has got the energy and the direction that 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 we want. That we want, yeah. Exactly that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So a lot of people would think that being a, like a, a rider is like, okay, that's, that's what your job is. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a racer. But it sounds that you have to be a businessman or businesswoman yeah. uh, as much as the actual racer as well. Do you enjoy the off-track? Do you enjoy business? Talk to me about your ventures that you're up to now with your own businesses. Is that, does that give you a bit of a buzz as well? In a different way, I'd imagine. Mm. But do you enjoy it? Actually, I do, yeah. And I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy talking. I enjoy teaching or like, as in not necessarily teaching uh, knowledge but as in passing over mm. what what i know or understand or going oh yeah this is bike racing this is how it works and because you know, a lot of people are interested once you get to talk to them or i i like i like that whole aspect mm. of people yeah um and i think as sports people now 
you have to be more than just a sports person to be successful. You've got to be a personality. You've got to be good on social media. You've got to be good with interviews. And you know, being just good at your sport is no longer good enough to be at the at the front of whatever it is you're doing. You have to be this media personality, I think. And that, and that, it doesn't really matter what sport you're doing. I think that that is part of it. Off the back of that, I think. I don't know if sports people in general are this type of person or whether motorcycle racers are this type of person, but they tend to, we're a breed of people that tend to think about now, not the future. Mm. I've always been probably a little bit different, but I think also that's guided by the people that are around me as well. Mm -hmm. So not only my friends, but also my family that have said, what about the future? What are you going to do later? What are you going to do? So that has also helped guide me into becoming, well, I now own my own business. I've actually got a couple of different businesses away from racing. So I've got something, hopefully, sat there for when I finish racing eventually, which I don't want to finish. Yeah. But it, you have to have that backup or that extra bit of security. Because what happens when, what happens if I break my leg next week and, and I can't ever ride again? Yeah. You know, that is a possibility. It's not living for plan B, no, but having it there anyway. But having it there anyway, so. We're just wandering through Len Cohen uh, train station. This is it's not retired, it's still it's on the go. It's not retired, it's still going. <laughs> I've still not been here before How either. How amazing. So. That's so cool, isn't it? We honestly wandered through. God, honestly, it's one of the best stomps that we've done. Anyone's listening, you really, really must come along here and check it out. It's absolutely amazing. That's amazing. So, sorry, picking up from that, just like, yeah. hang on, we're walking through it. No, that's all right. So, so, the business element of it then, mm. and so I've done the really obvious thing of, you know, my business is bikes, mm. isn't it? Yeah. I understand bikes, yeah. I understand racers. So I've built uh, a business called PHR Performance, which is basically a one-stop shop for anything to do with bikes. So it doesn't matter if you've got a road bike, race bike, track bike, off-road bike. We are a one-stop shop for any manufacturer. We can do anything you want to it. So we have That's in-house epic. a dyno with an electronics engineer. We have an in-house suspension specialist, in-house engine specialist so we can actually tune engines as well as maintain them or refresh them or whatever we have graphics guy in-house so we can do all the paint work and graphics as well so we literally are a one-stop so shop. i need to bring my own, i've got a <laughs> i got a 09 fireblade the pre-abs pre-traction one i need to bring that down to have perfect some bits we can and tune, up, yeah. tune up yeah <laughs> needs a new exhaust system all that actually on it yeah so we can go. do all that we can supply the parts we can fit That's the parts epic. That's so, so cool. That sounds like heaven, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to have a, come and have a look at the facility. And where are so, you based? Where's so the facility? I'm, I'm based in Louth in Lincolnshire, so mm-hmm. uh, 10 minutes from Cadwell Park, one of the best circuits yeah, in the country. Yeah, epic, epic. Um, and a beautiful part of the world, actually. It's really yeah. nice around there. Everyone's pretty chilled out. I kind of liken it a little bit to the Isle of Man. Yeah. Everyone's a bit like, eh, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, Which is totally my it. style. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm very much Don't that stress person. about it. We'll sort it Don't out. Don't stress. Kind of thing. We will sort. Exactly. So. So that was, I guess that was kind of an obvious business venture, really. Um, although a lot of people in, uh, in the racing industry don't, from a rider's perspective at least, don't have businesses or don't have these other ideas going on. I'm somebody that does. It comes off, I guess the first thing I really did was actually my own merchandise. So even before the PHR Performance uh, Center, it was, it was my own merchandise. So I do my own brand of t-shirts, caps, hoodies, jackets, you name it, we pretty much do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I built that from from actually becoming a, the factory Kawasaki rider in 2016 onwards. So I started it in 16. It's actually become a real big part of my business now, which is doing my own. So I actually help. So I help design it. I get it manufactured. 
I import it into the UK and then I distribute throughout the world actually. We actually ship all well, over you the have, world. I mean, so. yeah, you literally have, um, well, there are family, but yeah. fans. Fans everywhere, fans yeah. literally around the world who are, you know, and that's the thing that's amazing about the TT racing and racing in general is that it's a real, it unites people from across the planet. People come across the globe here to enjoy it yep. each year, don't Literally they? from all over the globe to come to this little, Tiny place in this the middle ro of the Irish Sea. It sits between. Uh, yeah. You've got well, you've got Lancashire on one side, you've got Northern Ireland on the other. It sits right in the middle, and it's a uh, it's a rock that people care about rather a lot. And <laughs> it I think certainly they probably, is. They probably should. And we're wandering right now, literally along the uh, train track. It's a gorgeous spot. This is, isn't it? Harry's running past us. She's doing the photos and the videos today, and it's it's an amazing bit of scenery, isn't it? It's been it's been a fantastic really nice. walk. Have you enjoyed stomping? Have we, have we converted have, yeah. you to stomping? Yeah, I would say I'm not much of a walker myself, to be quite honest. It was a good job you didn't get my teammate, he wouldn't have walked. Uh, he'd be like, no Josh, way. I'm Josh so, doesn't like walking. Does he not, Josh? No, no, sit, no. If, it if you can't go somewhere fast, you'd rather just sit still. <laughs> exactly that, yeah. He'd rather get it on the scooter. He'd, he'd have done it on the scooter with you. He'd have done the scooter, he'd have yeah. done that, all right. Well, actually, to be fair, you could have done this a little bit with the off-roading bikes, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, if we had trials bikes, we'd have been all right, wouldn't we? Whack around on them. And you can get the ones now, the trials bikes, the like, hybrid or like, the electric Fully in them electric as well. electric now, yeah, yeah. They must be quick, aren't they? Yeah, on them? they've got loads of torque. That's the big thing. The electric motor gives you torque instantly, so they're they're quite different to ride. So you can you can go you can just rip it up some steep hills and, yeah. and so on. <laughs> so just takeaway tips as we come along come towards the end of uh, this episode. I've really really enjoyed, it and I hope and I'm sure everyone in the Stompcast community has as well. Because even if you aren't into most racing, I think it's amazing to learn about different people, different mm. living, different ways of life, and things that you can take away and what I really love from doing the Stompcast we've recorded 60 70 episodes now we episode every single week is that I've spoken to so many different people <laughs> different walks of life and yeah. I feel every time I come away Learned and I've learned something new and that is the beauty of people and spending time with people it's kind of like the business point as well you know I've worked with people you know, in all sorts of ways and different fields of, of work and business and always trying to look and learn from someone yeah isn't it so Absolutely. I guess I guess the, the question we come to towards the end of this is what are the big life lessons that you've learned or like moments in life it might be to do the racing it might be doing in the personal life and things or things you've experienced what are the big life lessons that you've taken away in the past 36 not 37 years a <laughs> uh, well, big one for me is never give up and always do what you want to do mm. you know i think too many people do you know sit in jobs that they hate because they earn money out of it and actually that's not enough, money is not everything. You need to enjoy whatever you're doing in life, whether that be work or social life or whatever. And that's something that I've always kind of aspired to do. I'll never do something that I don't like doing. And if I don't like doing it, I won't be doing it for very long. <laughs> you know, because what's the point? Life's too short to be doing something you don't enjoy. And my good mate Daz has always said, if you, if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I love that saying. That's such a good <laughs> saying, isn't it? And, it is. And of course, like some parts of the things that we love will be, you know, difficult or challenging or whatever. Oh my gosh, look at the size of the dog there. That's a Great Dane, isn't it? A Great Dane? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a big boy. You could ride that home. <laughs> yeah. The so Josh was here, be on the back of that. <laughs> like lovely, on the way home with that. And this, do you know what? As, as we say that in, in a, on a positive point to say, look, Look how sunny it is. The it's sun's come out. and right off, hasn't is, it? Is, is the weather like this on the island? Does it change quite yes. a lot variable? Do you know what? I feel what you were saying with home. I feel like Wales, this is very similar to Wales. I'm from Pembrokeshire. Yeah. 
uh, or command temperature way, and it's very, very similar to, to this in terms of you can have one day can have all four seasons. All four seasons, a couple so of times. You as never, well. you never know what you're gonna, what you're gonna get. And yeah, looking towards like the future, then, what is your, what's your hopes and aspirations? As someone that you, you know, you said earlier, you've, you feel like you've always, or well, so far, you, you know, you've done what you wanted to do. What are mm. your kind of goals and aspirations? looking forward into the into the future kind of on track but also off the track as well well on track's kind of really simple to keep enjoying myself um to keep winning as much as possible start with donington <laughs> yeah. you've got donington start with donington yeah. this weekend i'm having a bit of a bad year in bsp this year but anyway that's another story ah, you're doing great. Um, but it's uh, yeah if it was easy everyone would be doing it yeah. and it definitely is you've got easy. I, i'd imagine as, as relaxed as you are i'd imagine your standards of achievement you're like yeah. you want to be number one or you're like all ah. the time yeah 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 <laughs> number two is first loser like, what? Like that. yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're like, fine, don't want that place. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem when you win too much. Is that yes. If you don't ever have a patch where you're not winning all of the time, you're like, ah, it's terrible. It's, it's like, all no, gone wrong. You're still in 0.001% of riders <laughs> on the planet. So, That's so yeah, right. so, so that from a racing point of view, it's that. And, and from everything else, it's about enjoying life. That's it. Yeah, just living life, enjoying it, experiencing as many new things that I've not done yet as possible. That's a, a great point for us to end our chat with. But go and finally, the, obviously each week we always do our health facts for the week. And as we finish the chat, we're going to go and do that now. So let's let's get our health fact up. So um, I don't look at these beforehand. We very much do them. Off the cuff. Yeah, because like we react to it. So if I get the script off my phone. So one of them, actually the one of them on here is the one that I did know. Um, but we'd added that later on. We'll do the other one first. So the amygdala is the part of the brain that's most closely associated with fear, emotions, and motivation. Its name means almond, which I knew before I knew that. Uh, almond because it's almond-shaped. That's very similar, very amygdala almond-shaped. Um, and basically, the, the amygdala is there to give you a sense of fear. And we talked about, you know, <laughs> whether perhaps that... You're, maybe you're, I haven't got an maybe your amygd in Maybe your amygdala is doing a different job. It's doing excitement instead. <laughs> That's maybe perhaps so. what it is. Because they have done research into it. I need to look, I don't know we've chatted, I need to go and like kind of read a bit more into it. But there has been like research done looking and studies done on like MRIs of the brains of people who do extreme supports. And mm. as far as I remember, some of the studies found like that part of the brain was less active. It was basically yeah. there was less fear going on, which is really interesting. And then is that because we were naturally born with it, or is that because we've trained ourselves that's the, to do that's it? That's the that's the million dollar question, yeah. isn't it? Because you're controlling the mind, and therefore, yeah. is that why? Fascinating. Uh, and the other one, actually, which is great. So I I learned this uh, I learned this yesterday again. Those guys on the trikes, they gave us everything. They should basically come and script my uh, podcast. No, I shouldn't say that, Charlie. You do a wonderful <laughs> job. I'm joking. She's throwing daggers at me. Um, did you know that Pilates was actually named or created on the Isle of Man. Did you know this as well? Yeah, yeah we're uh, visit Isle of Man. We've got, she's, she's nodding the distance. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I've so, learned so much today. So in this last hour and a half, it's been really good. So the story goes that Joseph uh, Pilates, it wasn't a story, it's actually the truth, uh, was a German citizen who moved to the UK um, in World War One, and he was interned. And I didn't know what that meant. We had to look that up, didn't we, Charlie? So interned, he was held. He wasn't imprisoned, but he was held. But he wasn't allowed he was to German. leave. <laughs> so effectively imprisoned, but he wasn't a prisoner. So it's an interesting one, I think, legally. I wonder what that really means. Uh, but he was held here, effectively. And while he was a prisoner, he basically was like, I love yoga and I need to look after my body and my mind. And he was teaching this to other 
in uh, interns, <laughs> other interns, and they developed this method that is now known as, as Pilates. Pilates. Yeah, yeah, so Joseph Pilates. So that's pretty cool, I think, isn't it? Lots of things started in Isle of Man, clearly. There you go. Well, on that uh, very uh, well fun fact of the week note, Thank you so much for coming on the Stompcast. I really appreciate you've come out here and I really hope this weather holds on because I do not honestly don't want phone calls from angry people saying why have you trapped our island, ride on the island. We'll get you back for, for Donington and I wish you all the well and uh, yeah, the best. Me. Are you going to keep smashing? No doubt. Are you going to be back here next year? We will be back here next year, yeah. I've already signed up for FHO again with Faye, so uh, yeah. Really 137 mile an hour average next Maybe. Year. Win the race at the slowest possible pace. Yes. Do it safely, that's for in sure. interesting fact that people yeah. don't take into yeah. consideration. There we go. Well, thank you so much uh, for, for joining <laughs> thank us. Thank you. And for everyone uh, listening, uh, make sure you know you go and check out. If, if you've got a motorbike and you want to get it you know, really top-notch <laughs> tuned and sorted out, check out we can uh, look after PHR. You. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, make sure you go and check out the, uh, your Instagram, follow you on Instagram and keep an eye on the racing as well. Take care, everyone. Look after yourselves. We'll see you on Behind the Stomp if you're an Apple Podcast subscriber in a few moments. We'll be chatting there about the main takeaway tips from this uh, episode, as well as some more tips about visiting the island. See you all very soon. Happy stomping. Goodbye. Well, thank you so much to Peter and to everyone, of course, listening to the Stompcast episode. I want to say a huge and big thank you to Tash from Visit Isle of Man, Lucy and Will from Lexcom. They've, they've done an amazing job of putting this whole trip together. We've had an amazing time, the best recommendations. Honestly, they are amazing and I'm very, very grateful. And, you know, even like organising for us all to be here today takes a lot of work and we are very grateful for that. So, yeah, thank you. Right, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you have. I'd love to see you on Behind the Stompcast and Apple Podcasts. Join with a free trial. If you like it, stick around. I think you should. See you soon. Goodbye.